my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding our everyday lives, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, Yemi... We are giving all of you a season pass to miracles when we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we, are, we apply it to our modern day life. Now, you know, these miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means. And in the faith world, we simply just attribute it to the Lord. So today we are covering the miracle of healing a disabled man at the pool of Bethesda. Uh, these Bible are filled with these miracles and this miracle will be taken from John 5 um, verses 1 to 18 and I will be using the ESV version but please feel free to use any version of your choice so it begins after this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which was five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he Answered them, the man who healed me, that man said to me, take up your bed and walk. They asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, that it was Jesus who had withdrawn, as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, see, you are well, sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father is working until now, and I am working. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Amen. Amen. Wow. Okay, I'm need to digest <laughs> this miracle. Break it down. Let's sis. break it down. Let's peel back these layers. All right. So, first things first. Jesus is showing that first of all, first of all, okay, the reason why this is such a great a great miracle is that Jesus went and met this man. He saw him sitting down by this pool. People are passing this man. He's he can't get in because he's disabled. No one is helping him in, right? And Jesus, instead of someone bringing him to Jesus, Jesus actually goes to him. So this to me just shows that 
you can seek Jesus, but sometimes Jesus seeks you, you know, because here he is there doing what his mission is. And it wasn't necessarily to heal and, you know, heal people, but he did it as he was doing his work for God. Right. And then he asked him, do you want to be healed? So he's also giving him that option, which is really interesting, right? He didn't just go and place it and, hey, you are healed. But he asked, do you want to be well, right? And the man says, yes, but no one wants to put me in this pool. So this is actually a great thing because it shows that Jesus can also show you his availability and show you that he also seeks you. He seeks his sheep, almost like this man is his lost sheep. This is how I see it. Now, another thing I think that was wonderful is that this um, this pool, this magical pool, I guess, <laughs> you know, first of all, the idea that when it's stirred up, angels come. And if you're in that pool, you are healed of all of your sickness. The man never got in the pool and yet still Jesus heals him. So it also shows that this son of God has all of these 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 God given powers or talent and yet still he's a man you know and people just could not wrap their fingers around exactly or their their brains around this particular type of um miraculous thing that jesus did out there so there's so much more to to unravel here yemi why don't you give me your take on this um yeah i think so far this has to be like my favorite miracle because as you said, Jesus went to this man, right. right? Like sometimes, you know, you are struggling. You may not even be asking for a miracle, <laughs> right. but Jesus sees you, right? He knows that you, you're, you're waiting for something and you may not know what that something is, but Jesus can come to you. Right. And I love that about our God and our savior is that he can meet you where you are. You don't have to seek him. He seeks you. He, like you said, he chases after his lost sheep. There are people who may be praying for you. You know, you may not be praying for yourself, but there may be people who are praying for you and God will chase after you. He will meet you where you are. And the question that Jesus asked this man is like, don't you want to be healed? And, the, <laughs> and it's so crazy because this man had been at this, this magical pool, you know, for 38 years. And I'm going to, I'm going to read to mm -hmm. you like the insert about this pool because you know, like the Bible doesn't have this in plain text, but it's like one of those like footnotes, right? right. So it's something that, you know, it's like an insert because I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why they don't want to put it in, but um, uh, um, I'm going to read the insert. And this is taking uh, from John 5, um, verse 3. Um, John 5, 1, verse 3. John 5, sorry, verse 3. Some manuscripts insert wholly or in part waiting for the moving of the water for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred the water. Whoever stepped in first after the stir stirring of the water was healed of whatever disease he had. So so this this insert tells you like the pool was like bubbling. I, I'm picturing like hot springs. Right, right. Exactly. And so they, but, but it says there was a rule to it, right? Like the angel put some healing properties in it, right. but it was only for the first one. Right. And so this man was disabled and for 38 years he was there, but someone always got there before him. Right. So he could be right on the edge of his miracle and someone jumps in before right. him because they're faster, more able, yeah. like he and not just, disabled. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
Right, not as disabled. Whatever right. healing they're looking for right. didn't prevent them from getting from into getting the in. pool beforehand. Right. And so this man for 38 years was waiting. Imagine you waiting for something for a long time. I mean, how many of us have been praying for something for so long that you even stopped praying for it because you started to feel sad right. that you weren't getting it and you, you, you know, you, you, you're disappointed, right? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Yeah. So you're kind of like waiting for this, this miracle or praying for this miracle that doesn't come. So you stop praying for it. Right. Or you see other people getting the blessings they prayed for or getting things that you have asked God for. And you're waiting in line. Right. You're doing everything that the good little Christian should do. You're kind, you're giving, you're spending your time with God and your word. And you're like, but I've been praying for this thing, God, and I haven't seen it. But I see people who are not as great as me. We shouldn't be comparing, <laughs> but I'm being honest. Right. This is me. Like they're not as great as me and they're getting the blessings that I prayed for or they're getting things that you know, should come to me, right? I'm your child. I'm the one working for you. I'm the one spreading love for you. Like they're just mean people, you know? And, and I, I'm thinking about this man, this is my favorite, 38 years. He was, he, he was willing, he went there. So it's almost like when Jesus asked him, it was kind of a joke. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been here for 38 years waiting my turn. You know, if I can just get there, if I can just get there. And he's waiting. I mean, it wasn't for lack of persistence, but he was just not able, yes. right? He was disabled. He, he was. was unable. Like the Bible describes him as an invalid. Right. Like he could not do it. And I'm just like, wow. Jesus comes up to you and yes. says, do you, you want this? Which makes me believe so wholeheartedly when Jesus say yes, nobody can nobody. say no. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. And when is your time, huh? When is your time? No one can take that away. Mm -hmm. And that time was the time. Jesus came up to this man. That was his time. So it gives this, this added security and confidence that if we, in, if we are waiting, that door will be open. That door will be open because that gate is open. And mm -hmm. I feel like this man mm -hmm. waited for 38 years. And in human time, it seemed like forever, but in God's time, it could seem like it's not. You know, it's just a matter of the right, the, at that right moment, when you, God has ordained everything for us, everything has been orchestrated from before we were in the womb. So it was that time that Jesus actually walked up to that man and everything at that point, it didn't even matter because the, his problem was so minuscule compared to the greatness that he experienced when Jesus healed him. And I think that gives you that kind of hope that, you know, I've been praying for this for a long time, but you know what? Maybe this persistence will work. Maybe this time Jesus will come and meet me. Maybe this time this door will be this, 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 my gate, this gate will be open for my prayers to, to happen. And these are just one more story that exemplifies that faith or that um, 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 moment. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to have hope for so long, but mm -hmm. that man stood at the edge of the pool and I think he was waiting for someone to push him in first, yes. right? He couldn't do it himself. He needed that help. We, we talked about this on the, the last the last podcast episode where you need friends, you need that community, yes. you need that network who, who are persistent and creative and diligent on your behalf. 
But sometimes you don't have people, right? Not because there aren't people who love you, but they don't know how to help you. And so sometimes you that push you need is from Jesus. Yes. And here Jesus didn't push him. Right. He came to him. He came to him. And he didn't push him in the pool. He told him, like, you don't need the pool, right? You right. want to be here? <laughs> Get up and walk. Right. So simple. Oh. Simple words. Amen. Amen. That's how, like, you know, that 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 action that was required for this miracle. We talked about this. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you actually need to put in some kind of action, you need to meet. Jesus, some some part of the way to get your miracle. Here, this man did not do anything. Jesus came to him. To him so right. when we're saying access your miracle, yeah, maybe you can do it this way. Maybe you can do it that way. Maybe maybe you don't have to do it anyway. Maybe Jesus, Jesus will meet just you. Coming up, he's gonna come up on you. He's, he's like, gonna pull I, up. I know what you want, right? And I'm here to give it to you. But do you want it? Because he made sure he asked. Right. And I think it was kind of rhetorical. Yes, it right? was. It was. But I think the asking is also asking you shall receive. That's yeah. why. That's yeah. why I think he had to ask, even though he was going to help. <laughs> because Jesus is <laughs> not going to walk and not help him. All right. That's Jesus we're talking about. But, I, um, you know, I, I, I love the fact that you mentioned about accessing it. Right. Because. This man sat for 38 years. And then unlike the other story with the man who was um, disabled and was or paralyzed and came in through the, the roof, he had a friend, he had a network. This man, there were opportunities for people to do something and everyone just jumped ahead of him. Selfish. And it's just, and it's so sad, you know, because he didn't have a community, you know, but it also shows you that God says you're not alone, you know, because here... The other ones had a network, had friends, and this one had none. And yet still God still met him. He still met him. Jesus still came and met him where he was, you know, showing that high or low, God is there. It does not matter, you know. And and one thing I do want to point out that we are totally not even talking about is that Jesus was working on the Sabbath. <laughs> that was a problem for everybody else, especially the Pharisees. Because again, this oral tradition that is supposed to rest on the Sabbath, I think at the time it starts from sundown of Friday, you know, to Sunday. And they're like, how dare you perform a miracle on the Sabbath? And he's like, my father's still working. So I am still working. Hello. Right. He, he doesn't sleep. So I don't sleep. And it's like, how dare you, you know, again, put yourself in the same shoes as God, you know, who are you? And they just refused to acknowledge who Jesus was. And this is, is where the beginning of the demise begins. And this is something so powerful because Jesus is saying it and he's telling them and he's showing them and yet still, they still refuse to believe. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine that they're upset someone is healed because it's the Sabbath? To them, it's the wrong day to heal someone. Right, right. And God is like, is there a right, wrong, right day and a wrong day to heal? Like, right. you know, stick. Yeah, you, it's okay if you have your your traditions right. that you're sticking to. I don't think Jesus is condemning that in any way, but He's saying like, I'm doing my Father's work. Right. And, and so it doesn't not. the the maker of the days. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm not defined. I'm not con- confined to days to do my Father's work. Because my father is the maker of the day. So he says so. Like what you said, when Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. He He's about his father's business 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You don't have to ever think that Jesus is sleep or slumber. 
-hmm. He is working on your behalf constantly. Right. And it defies, you know, what, what, what people may think. Right. And I think that's part of the, you know, you know, on the road to the cross, I think that's part of it, right? He needed this, he needed the ops, right? Because that was how he was going to get to the cross. Right. And it was unknown how God was going to free everyone, um, um, how, what, what Jesus, you know, Jesus was there for, right? Like, we know this is the son of man. We know that he's come to set people free, but nobody knew how, right? But, you know, God knew how, and he needed ops to push him towards the cross. Right. And so this is all part of the plans, right? Like it gives them ammunition, gives them fuel to the fire. And like you said, the revelation is right in front of them. Right. They couldn't see because they were so filled with their rules and regulations that they've passed down, that they've held on to them. That is what keeps them safe and secure. Right. They weren't willing to let go of their past and embrace something new. Sometimes we also have fear of letting go. Right. Sometimes we wear our past as a coat right. of armor. Mm. And that well armor prevents love from penetrating. Correct. It prevents right. healing, healing from penetrating. Right. It prevents you from accessing your miracle. Right. Right. Because sometimes we're so afraid to let go of the past. You know, it's what, you know, gave us comfort. It gave us guidance. It's what's worked before. Right. But right. sometimes we do need to let go to embrace something and new. Like and Jesus is the new. Yes. He is the new. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the light. He's everything. This this is really, really a great point, sis, because by him doing something different, like working on the Sabbath, that was the way that he showed that we don't have to always follow all of our old traditions. Not that anything was actually wrong with them, but I am here to make things anew, to show that there is a new newness, to unveil this new way of, 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 of doing things or to see God or to believe in God. He does, Jesus does this again in another miracle where it's actually um, healing a man with a withered hand, where he also, where he also heals him. You know, he heals a man with with a hand, and he does it, he does it again on the Sabbath day. So it's really interesting how he performs these things, and he didn't just do that that one time. He continued to do this, which is showing this new way of Jesus doing things. Right. He is a rule breaker. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus, the rebel. <laughs> exactly. He is a way maker and a rule breaker, right? <laughs> like no matter what you're holding on to, he can right. defy anything. Yes. He can defy all odds, all obstacles, all rules. Yes. You know, like people think like, how am I ever going to do this? I didn't do the, it didn't do it this way. Mm -hmm. He's saying, I make the rules right. like my I'm the game rule. changer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus, it. the game changer, yes. right? He doesn't subscribe to the rules that we have, the humanity rules. He defines, he's above, above that. He goes and he exceeds that. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, yes, this was part of the fact, this was part of his road to the cross. Mm -hmm. We needed the ops to get him there. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and even the, the devil egging them on, he doesn't even realize that this is how he, he breaks us from bondage. Mm -hmm. He's here to set us free, set us free from the rules and set us free from sin. And all of this, all of this is transformative. So every single step Jesus makes is transformative. He's saying that I will meet you where you are. The first will be last and the last yes, will be, be first, first, right? That man mm. was last 38 years, mm. but he was going to step in. And he put him in first. It yes. doesn't matter if it's the Sabbath and, and, right. and you were not, you're not supposed to be healed 
I, I break the rules. I defy rules. I make new rules. I break you yes, from the bondage of you. sin. Ooh. I give you freedom from death. It cannot hold Amen. you. It cannot hold me. He is defying. Right. He is defiant in the face of the Pharisees who were holding on so tightly to their tradition, so tightly to everything that they were they, that they knew that would give them comfort. Sometimes we need to let go to break free. Yes. And Jesus is showing us. I mean, these miracles open our eyes yes. in ways that I I didn't yeah. expect. And I, and and, re, and reading them gives you even more revelation. Like even when you said he's the original game changer, that's the original OG. The OG. original game changer. That's <laughs> what <laughs> I think. Yes. So I really love this discussion and I and I, I can see why it's one of your favorite miracles. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, there's so many things that we can draw from here. Mm -hmm. But you know what, Philip? We got to save, save it for the live. We got to save it for the live. We can't wait to talk to you more about this. Mm -hmm. um, but for now, stay tuned for announcements and closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. As we discuss Jesus's miracle of healing a disabled man at the pool in Bethesda found in John 5, 1 through 18. We hope you enjoyed the discussion, but before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast where we continue to discuss the miracles performed by Jesus Christ. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, November 16th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can also subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible, because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened when in numbers. So we ask you to come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, we worship you. We honor you. We give you glory. We thank you for this day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, there are times where we struggle on the edge of our miracles, on the edge of our breakthroughs. It's long awaited, Father God, and we wait on you. Unfortunately, sometimes our hearts get sad and discouraged by waiting. But Father, we will trust in you that you will not delay or deny us any good thing. Habakkuk 2.3 says, for still the version, vision awaits its appointed time. 
It hastens to the end. It will not lie. It seems slow, but wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Father, we thank you that things work according to a time and season that you have preordained. Oh, Father God, your time is perfect timing. Even for the disabled man who waited 38 long years at the edge of the pool, hoping to get a miracle, watching others jump in front of him for the miracle, hoping that someone would push him in to get the miracle. Father, he stayed and waited. He needed that miracle more than anything else. And even though he didn't cry out to Jesus, Jesus found him. We thank you that we serve a Lord, a good God who seeks us out, who has a vision for our life that has an appointed time, that will hasten to perform it. But not our will, thy will be done. Lamentations 3.25 says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. We will continue to wait on the Lord. We will continue to seek ye first because we know you are a good God who will meet us in our time of need, who will meet us when, even when we've waited for so long, who will meet us at an unexpected time and give us that sudden breakthrough, that sudden miracle. Psalm 20, 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong. Let your heart take courage, wait for the Lord. This is a command Father meant to encourage us, but we know those things that are in our life that we prayed for years, decades, keeps us in a discouraged state. Father God, the devil prays on the discouragement. Because when we are discouraged, we seek answers and opportunities, our miracles, our healings, and our breakthroughs outside of you. But Father God, you strengthen us and you give us courage. So for all those who are feeling discouraged for the long way, oh Father God, meet them where they are and give them hope that tomorrow will be brighter, that you will meet them, that you have an expected end for them that you want to give them hope and a future. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We thank you. We give you glory for this, O oh Father God. Renew our strength. Let us not be weary in the waiting, but let us take up our cross and continue to strive. Let us never stop seeking and praying and asking. You are the center of our life. If we focus on you, all things will come together. As Micaiah 7, 7 says, but as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Father God, we take that into our life. We pray over our life. We cover ourselves, oh Father God, with these words. We wait on you. You are the God of our salvation. And we know you will hear this prayer. Oh Father, you will not leave your children in a destitute and discouraged state forever. You will give us hope. You will give us joy. You will give us peace. So for all those who are seeking 
seeking the long-awaited miracle, the long-awaited transformation, the long-awaited healing. Let us no longer be the last on the list. Let us no longer watch and wait everyone get their miracle before us. Oh, Father God, your word says the last will be first and the first will be last. Oh, Father God, hallelujah. We thank you that we are claiming our miracle today. Even though we may not know the date or time, we know Jesus will meet us. Because you have sent your son just for us, our Lord and personal Savior. We thank you for your glory. We thank you, Father God, for your provision. We give you honor, glory, and we thank you for hearing this prayer. Matthew 18, 19 says, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it will be done by our Father in heaven. So we come into agreement with this in this prayer and we say, amen, 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 and amen. In Jesus name, amen. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We look forward to chatting with you again next week. We love you. Have a safe and blessed week. Bye.